greetings, sports fans and Catholic radio listeners. Steve Ferguson, along with our co-host Brad Moore, and you're listening to Two Guys in a Conversation on 88.1 Catholic Radio. Brad, we're into the, the new year, and we're, we're in the depths of basketball um, and a little bit of football yet to talk about, national championship game in, in college and some NFL playoff games. So we'll, we'll be chatting a little bit about that and Big Ten basketball and and Nebraska versus Iowa game, and we got a lot to chat about on that. Uh, I yeah. have some really yeah. interesting thoughts. Yeah, but I think to start our, our show tonight, let's talk a little bit about Siouxland hoops and some things that are going on. And and uh, you know, Dakota Valley. Let's start with Dakota Valley playing Sergeant Bluff. Sergeant Bluff's got a huge front line, really talented team, and I, I've been impressed with what they've been doing uh, at, at Sergeant Bluff over the last few years. Daniel Wright's a, a, a really really good player, and. And Dakota Valley goes down there and beats them down 11 and a half, Brad. Yeah. Well, we talked about it right before the show um, about uh, DV and the way they play. They're a very confident team, uh, have been for the past several years. But they, where they go, they expect to win. It starts with the top in a program like that. Jason Kleiss, and, and you and I talk about this. And, and uh, guys, we, we're, we've got a lot of people that we know in the coaching community, a lot of great people. But it's hard to argue against Jason Kleiss being the one of the top, if not the top, boys basketball coach in Siouxland. Yeah, arguably, definitely the top coach in Siouxland. What he does with the athletes that he gets, um, they they they've been uh, winning games against bigger teams. I remember some great games in the pit against mm-hmm. Heelan. Mm-hmm. And you know they're a much smaller school, mm-hmm. and they've uh, not got as many players to choose from. Sometimes they're they're not as big or physical, but play with high confidence. They play with uh, speed and, and tenacity. Another thing I like about Coach Kleiss, and I've gotten to know him because he lives out here, and plus he's a, he's a Morningside grad, and so uh, he's a huge supporter of Morningside. One of the all-time greats, by the way, from MOC that played at Morningside. And if it was first pick of all of the coaches in a pickup game, he'd be number one. Yeah. He can still play, Brad. Yeah. But the thing about him, this is what he never says. He never says, I don't have enough. You know, might be a little young. We might be a little experienced, you know. But he never says, we're too small. I don't have this. I don't have that. He just says, this is our team. I love that attitude. And it yeah. shows on the court. So we went up to the Vermilion playoff game, I think, two years ago. Uh, I had a, a relative, Luke Schmidt, playing on the team. Bubba Rosenquist was mm-hmm. on the team. Yeah, Rosie. And, Sanga, uh, yeah. It, it, Dakota, Dakota Valley ended up winning that game in a big upset, and they were down a lot, and all the momentum was with Vermillion. And uh, I was sitting by Tim McCabe and Zach McCabe, and we all said the same thing is, uh, don't start celebrating. This thing's not over. And back they came, and led by Bubba, mm-hmm. a real fiery player. Oh, yeah. And he started to get hot. Back they came, big upset, won, uh, went on to state, and uh, won a couple up there as well. You know, his dad, uh, Rosie, uh, was one of Randy Rosenquist was an all time great at USD and a legendary guy. And I had the, the very fortunate uh, opportunities to play many times at Four Seasons with him. And I don't know if you remember the Four Seasons courts, they're a little bit smaller. Yeah. So I, one of the first few times I'm playing with him, he gets a rebound and takes two steps and shoots a shot, which is essentially from the free throw line all the way at the other basket, which is probably about a 35 foot shot. And I go, what are you doing? He goes, you don't think I can make that shot? <laughs> you know, and, I mean, he was a classic and what a great competitor. And, it, you know, the trickle down effect there with his, his son. I got a chance to see 
Bubba play a few times. And, yeah, and, and I played with, or I didn't play with. I I went to school at Wayne State with Russ Rosenquist, and he was quite the player too. Yeah, so uh, some pretty good uh, bloodlines there. But anyway, you know, uh, I I think the other thing, Brad. So now we have Dakota Valley, that's defeated a a larger school. Now we have Siouxland Christian, ranked number seven in Class A, and has a very talented squad over there. I believe they're undefeated, and they just uh, put a real Beat down today at the Sinos Classic on a team, on, I think, out of Emerson, out of Nebraska, a little overmatched, but they are a very, very solid group, too, Brad. So, uh, you know, basketball in Sioux City, uh, now we got East, there's some stuff happening that's, that's really positive. Yeah. And, and since we're, uh, we're recording this on Thursday night, uh, I believe we've got uh, MOC. Dakota Valley probably going on as we're recording. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good one. I'm hoping to jump on one of these nights uh, with our f- uh, uh, former. Uh, uh, I did some radio broadcasts with Pat Schultz, and he's invited me to do a couple games with him. And I'm trying to pick out. He's got some really neat games coming up, and that was one that I was thinking about doing. That'd have been fun to see and and find out where DB measures up against MOC. And it's really cool that Kleiss has got MOC to play. Uh, play him, yeah. you know, as a former MOC guy. You know, Morningside, as we'd flip switches and go over to the, the men's side of things real quick, continues to be ranked number one in the country at 17-0. and 0. And what Coach Sykes always said to us in the GPAC, and it really makes sense, Brett, you win with seniors. And, you know, there's a, there's a certain element to the grind. And I just saw his, his TV uh, broadcast tonight. They're interviewing him, and they talk about the grind, the January-February grind. You get back in class. And you have to have the mindset, if you're a really, really top team, is that you play a game and you come to practice with the intent that I got to get better, I'm going to get better today. Mm-hmm. And, and it takes maturity. And that's something that some kids come out of high school are not used to, but that's the only way you can march through that. You know, I haven't followed Morningside as close as you have, but it seems to me over the past few years that there's been some fluidity in that starting lineup. Yeah. And there are players that will, you know, go in and out of the starting lineup, I think it's highly competitive. And he's got a lot of players. And so it's a competition to be on the court all year long. That's interesting. Having I can't believe you just said that because I know you didn't look at the box and watch the game last night. They played Nebraska Christian. He changed the lineup. Really? He moved Will no, Potterbaum. I was traveling, didn't see it. but he, he moved Will Potterbaum, the freshman, out of Lamar's into the starting, starting lineup. And, and Coach Sykes likes to go small. He likes to create matchup problems where he goes with one big and and as long as he's got rebounding and Potabom, I've watched, he's been rebounding coming off the bench, two, three rebounds a game. If his guards rebound, he likes to go that way. And if you talk to Coach Sykes, here's and, and ask our friend uh, Brian Atchison, if you want to play for Sykes, you don't turn it over and you rebound mm-hmm. and you can shoot anytime you're open as long as you're a good shooter. Yeah. And that's his MO and his kids play that way. Yeah. Play so, hard. Play hard. It, rebound the ball and uh, don't make mistakes. Yes. It's a winning combination. Well, the other night I happened to catch the the Mount Marty uh, game. Mount Marty's a real deal, and uh, they've got a new in, they've got a new um, directive up there in sports. Brad, they're building an indoor practice facility in football. They hired Woodley, who was a former Iowa State player, who was the coach at Grandview, up to Mark Marty, and I believe the new Woodley is his son that's coaching Grandview now. And they're making, making a concerted effort to change Mount Marty from being the bottom feeder to being a, 
a factor. Marty's ranked 23rd in the country in men's basketball. Wow. So uh, they had a tough one up there. They barely won. Packed house up there. And and once again, the G-Pack is just crazy tough. So if you look at the success of Morningside sports, football, basketball, women's basketball, how long is it going to be before they start some serious uh, upgrades of their facilities? They um, they have the fortunate uh, the fortunate um, advantage of being maybe in a bigger community. They're going to need to upgrade facilities. Uh, I think in the in the not too distant yeah, future, basketball especially. I think because if you go out to some of these schools in the GPAC, their facilities are fabulous. Yeah, and uh, it's a recruit kind of a recruiting advantage. So generally, like the Big Ten, if you don't have the if you don't have the the football facility like everybody has now. <laughs> You're playing without a full deck, you know. Right. Uh, so anyway, well, listen, we've got a lot more to talk about coming up after the break on Two Guys in a Conversation. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Steve Ferguson, along with our co-host, Brad Moore. You're listening to Two Guys in a Conversation. We're coming to you from the Sterling Computer Campus in North Sioux City. Once again, I'd like to thank Brad and his team for setting up uh, our own little recording area. And we had a little technical difficulty prior to the show. Yeah. And, uh, Brad got uh, Jason, our associate producer, on the phone <laughs> and solved the problem. Did, did some troubleshooting, but we upgraded uh, some of the microphones. Uh, so hopefully the, the quality will be better Brad, moving forward. Brad, that's a positive. We actually have people listening to the show. We now have complaints. Yeah, we had a complaint. And it's because I, I don't talk loud enough, so they've got <laughs> me amped up, which... Uh, you know, I don't, I'm amped up already, but my voice needs a little, uh, I guess, help. But anyway, this is the part of our show called Brad and Steve's Room of Knowledge. We've primarily been focused a lot in this segment of the show on Big Ten uh, football and now basketball. And we have a big one to talk about, Brad. Um, Nebraska, and, and we talked about how slow out of the gate we were, but I kept telling you, calm down. Fred Hoiberg's your coach. And they've had a couple of big wins. And, and the other night, they absolutely had the perfect game plan against the Iowa Hawkeyes and, and defeated them uh, in a great game. I watched it. But they, I, you know, Fran McCart, I like Fran. Fred outcoached him. Yeah. Fred outcoached him. Well, I, I didn't see. I saw the last team 15 minutes of the game, but I was, I was looking at some of the stats today, um, just recapping, and Iowa was 4 of 33 from three-point sure. range. So there you go. That's the game. Well, you know why? Because what he did was, you know, there are there are three point shooters, and then there are three point shooters that are opportunistic three point shooters. I'm going to shoot a couple. If I make a couple, I might shoot again, and as long as they're open. But when in a game situation, when guy backs off five feet and says fire away, and you hesitate, it, it's like I'm at the I'm up at the tee box. You know how bad I'm at the tee box. I'm like, oh, which swing am I going to use? Yeah. And the ball goes all over the place. Yeah. You just got to get stand up and rip and grip it. The same thing in shooting. Now, Wieskamp, I have to throw out a compliment to Wieskamp because he went one for 10. Why would I say that? Because he did the right thing. He, he kept, kept shooting. shooting. Right. And, and he did it in, in, in rhythm. But they backed off everybody. Now, Connor McCafferty is not a great three-point shooter. I mean, he, he made three. Made three. Of their four three-pointers. And... And, and, and did so in, in a decent way. But um, he packed it in. He What did he want to do? He wanted to neutralize Luca Garza, mm -hmm. who is arguably probably... Uh, best, best center in the country. Right, right now. And, and take that away and let other guys try to beat you, which is a brilliant 
brilliant, and then and then adjust in the game, Brad. Yeah. So if, if it's not working, you have to make your adjustments. But it was working. Yeah. Well, Nebraska gets killed in the paint. I, I mean, there was 52 points scored against Nebraska in the paint by Iowa. Uh, if, but if they shoot well, they're in every game. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very tough if they're shooting well, which doesn't often happen. But Nebraska actually, more stats I saw, Nebraska leads the Big, big Ten in three-point three uh, shots made. They're second in percentage. And then they're number one in three-point defense. So they're very athletic, very skilled, very quick at the guard spot. That's the modern coaching. That's the modern coaching metrics. Is three-point defense, three-point offense, and then after that it becomes sort of rebounding and turnovers. And uh, that's Fred Hoiberg. And he 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 would tell you right now, you can have all the pull-up jump shots from 15 feet that you want. Um, and that be- has become the worst shot in basketball statistically is the 15-footer. Yeah, and uh, and and I just was so impressed with how Nebraska played that game and and the enthusiasm of the Nebraska crowd. Um, that's going to be a tough place to play, Brad. It's gonna. It's just Hoiberg's Hoiberg. Yeah, Pinnacle He's, Bank Arena uh, can get cranked up, and it definitely does every time Iowa comes to town. Well, it's going to do that for everybody because now they've got two big home wins, and that just jacks up that that crowd where they've been down for a little bit. And is Doc Sadler on the on the bench? He's on the bench. Oh man, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraskans <laughs> love Doc Sadler too. He may not be a head coach, but he's a perfect assistant coach in my opinion. Yeah. So, so Big Ten stats, you know, um, it, what fun it's going to watch this uh, to be to watch this season unfold. Mm-hmm. You've got ten teams at two and two or better. Oh yeah. And then uh, down down at the bottom, you got Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, one and two and one and three. You know that's not going to stand. Yeah. You know they're going to move their way up. So. It's going to be a highly competitive league this year. It's going to be fun to watch. So now I'm going to put on my Winers cap and say, okay, what Iowa did not have against Nebraska was C.J. Frederick. And C.J. Frederick is a redshirt freshman that is, I believe, leading him in three-point shooting percentage. Uh, high school player of the year in Kentucky. And I may have told you the story. Redshirted, uh, came in as a walk-on redshirt, even though he's highly recruited, because his uncle played for friend uh, McCafferty at Notre Dame had such a high regard for him, wanted to play for Fran. And uh, he is a great player, fun to watch. And you talk about the ultimate role player. He's the guy that gives you 8 to 10, plays solid defense, doesn't turn it over, but he's capable of leading you in a night. But he creates more space. And and that game would have been very interesting with one more shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you would think that he's arguably going to knock down a couple shots. And, and the game changes, and the spacing is so important in basketball. And Iowa couldn't drive because, you know, uh, Toussaint, who's a driver, McCaffrey's a driver. They couldn't drive. They're all packed in. Yeah. So Well, they're going to have to adjust without uh, Bohannon. Oh, yeah. And they'll make the, the adjustment. That Toussaint, I was pretty impressed with oh, him. He's I like pretty him. athletic. Yeah. he's uh, He makes some bad decisions. He's a freshman, but he's an asphalt player. And Iowa hasn't had an asphalt player with that kind of toughness for a long time. Zach McCabe was an asphalt player. They needed Zach's toughness in the Big Ten, and I watched it. And, and uh, But, man, they have been lacking that at the Garden. So I love the kid. As he figures it out, it's going to help him a lot. Yeah. On the Nebraska side, you know, I think they've got a rotation figured out now that Thor Barnardson, uh-huh. four, uh, he had 17 against right. Iowa. He's been scoring in double figures every game. Cam Mack, super lightning fast yeah, point guard. Uh, Cheatham and uh, Deshaun Burke. So. Didn't Mac have the first ever triple double in Nebraska? First ever in I watched Nebraska that game. History. And he had a double double against Iowa. So don't you think Thor is is benefiting from 
Hoiberg being his coach? I, a shooter's for sure, coach. For sure. And then he's also benefiting from someone as quick as Cam Mack because oh, giving, him, yeah. giving him backdoor cuts and, yeah. you know, he's he's driving and dishing. And even Cam Mack said after the game, he said on the court, Thor is my best friend because, A, he's knocking down shots, but he's got high basketball IQ makes me look good. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I love yeah. that. Well, I love it when a guy that shoots the basketball like Thor does. is he, There is just – it's fluid. Catch fire. He knows he's open. It's going. And he's got such a calm demeanor. And and they made some free throws down the stretch, which is very un Nebraska like. Yeah, this year. but that's a sign that they're coming, and uh, it, it's going to be. We're going to have fun talking about some of these home games from Nebraska. Now they they almost beat Indiana on the road. Right, they're going to took be, Indiana into overtime and then beat Purdue at home. Uh, didn't not so good against Rutgers, but again, you know they had a horrible shooting game against Rutgers. Rutgers is they're big and they're strong. They're physical. I'm going to be anxious to see how they do in the Big Ten. But if Nebraska can shoot the ball well, they're going to be in every game. Maybe Iowa State should have petitioned to make Fred the governor and not the mayor and kept him. Because <laughs> look what happened to Iowa State the other day. They got smoked by Kansas at Hilton, which hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. So things have changed a lot in Iowa State right now, and I hope they get that thing turned around there. So, um, Brad? we got a little more to talk about in our show tonight. We've got some uh, football to talk about coming up uh, after the break, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, your thoughts on the national championship game and some of the NFL playoff games. So we'll catch you after the break. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Two Guys in a Conversation. Steve Ferguson along with our co-host Brad Moore. And uh, now it's time, Brad, for us to talk a little football, which we've been doing for the better part of most of our first 20-some shows. You know, and I found out in doing this show is that uh, basketball is harder to keep up with. There's there's games all week long. There's a lot yeah, more games. Yeah. Football, you know, mostly on the weekends. It's, it's we're, we're doing some homework. Yeah, well, my wife said something to me about, you know, you need to say this about and that. I said, listen. I'm having Brad come over, and we're just going to talk about whatever we talk about. And so that's what nature of our show. Yes. It's two guys talking. And so uh, we may miss a few details here and there. Right. But uh, it's not intentional, that's for sure. But uh, anyway, Brad, you know, this football season is finally coming to a closure, and what a season it's been. And and uh, we're going to have LSU and Clemson, which I think is going to be an incredibly uh, exciting game. Uh, but before we talk about that, uh, I'm going to give you a little news on the Iowa front with some player movement. And then uh, update me if you know of anything else with Nebraska. First of all, Iowa has had one player declare for the draft so far, Geno Stone, which is the one guy that we thought may come back. He's a strong safety, and he's probably a fourth or fifth round draft pick, uh, the way it sounds. Very solid, second team all Big Ten. And uh, I'm guessing he doesn't think he has much of an upside to come back. So I would have. I, I I would have thought he would have come back. Um, I think most of the fans thought that. So if he's going, you know, the big question is your big two. Well, and, and especially Ebenezer is the big right, question. Right, right. And it's, there's all kinds of, of chatter. But they, they normally looked at last year when the four players went. And it was usually one week. And then that allowed that person to kind of get the conversation. Then yeah. the next week. And, and so that may be the pattern that we're going to see here. Right. Um, but there's been some really interesting articles about Epineza and uh, uh, St. Louis Dispatch uh, paper, I think it is, and one in California. And 
he's got a very interesting perspective on things. And so, uh, like you said, he's got to go. He's a top 15 pick and from a financial standpoint. Sounds like he's top 10 potentially, but, right? Brad, I would, I, I'm just saying, and maybe I'm so Hawkeye black and gold, it wouldn't surprise me if he came well, back. Well, his dad went there, right? Yeah, Epi. So, yeah. So his dad went there. It's in his bloodlines. He's a walk-on, and he got a scholarship. Well, if anyone was going to stay, it's someone who's been an Iowa fan for life. Yeah. Well, when you're offered by everybody else and you go to Iowa. um, Yeah. It's uh, And, you know, before we get too far, I want to just remind everybody, when Epineza decided to go to Iowa, the entire family came, and they went to Ference's office, and he told him live with the whole family there. Now, that tells you something. Yeah. It's pretty cool stuff. So anyway, um, we'll see what happens with with uh, these NFL uh, uh, declaring. But also Peyton Mansell, who is a quarterback out of Texas that was running second team the year before. He got beat out by uh, Spencer Petras out of California. Is So he essentially was third team this year. He's a dual threat quarterback. Very, very highly thought of. And I like the guy. He's in the transfer portal. So he's oh, probably leaving. So your third string quarterback yep. in Iowa. Yeah. So we're going to be only two scholarship quarterbacks in spring practice, and then we got Deuce Hogan coming in. And Deuce is there. supposed to be a pretty special. Player. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anybody in ha- Nebraska that's you've heard of? No, I. Um, you know, for underclassmen, there doesn't seem to be um, a great need in the NFL for um, honorable mention all Big Ten players. <laughs> so not a lot going. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty funny comment. That's all going to change. So anyway, LSU, Clemson, Brad, you asked me what I'm thinking. Well, number one, how do you argue against LSU and the way they're playing? But, you know, I, I, you know, my emotional side of me wants Clemson because I like their coach and I like Lawrence. Um, and they've got, like he said, the heart of a champion. They've won 29 straight games. Um, God darn it. But it's hard not to root for Joe Burrow. Oh, no kidding. I think this national championship probably will have the greatest quarterback, you know, head to head competition that, that the national championship has yeah, ever had. Yeah. I don't know if there's ever been two better, more gamer quarterbacks than the two we'll see. All right. So I've got the I've got my mom's farm on the line. What am I betting? Man, I'm gonna go LSU. I have to because their defense, their total team speed, um, Burroughs. I, it's hard to argue. I mean, it's hard to bet against them. So um, they definitely had the the tougher schedule, right? Um, so uh, I, I looked up. I think LSU has played four or five top ten teams. Right. They've beaten three top five teams. Yeah. Clemson hasn't played Play, as tough a schedule, so you don't know. But I didn't expect Clemson to beat Ohio State, but they did. Clemson's got a great defense, one of, one of if not the top defense in the country. So. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to judge the competition in the conferences. Um, I, I like LSU also, but uh, Trevor Lawrence is should be unbelievable. I know. I love that guy. I love that the end of that game where he just he wanted that moment, and we talked about that before. Yeah. So LSU favored yeah. by six. Yeah. So you're taking if it were the points, are you going to take LSU in the points? Yep. Yep. I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. I think so. Oh, well, it's going to be fun. Can't wait for it. So uh, now my Vikings won a playoff game. You know, just when I was about ready to never be a Vikings fan again, they're like Charlie Brown to me and, and Lucy. You know, she let him kick the football this time. Um, and uh, Kirk Cousins won a playoff game. Yeah. So, so wow. my whole family 
Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge Vikings fan, but my whole family is. My brother's a diehard Vikings fan, so yeah. he's right there with you. And I think they've got a shot on Saturday. I do, too. I think I was really impressed with uh, their their focus going in. To, they had a good game plan going down to uh, New Orleans, and uh, their coach said, we're going to go down to win. And uh, Dalvin Cook is the key, though, for them, Brad. If they can run the football, that makes them go. And uh, I think the – It'll be interesting if 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 as Forty Niners are pretty young, and this it's pretty new. It'll be interesting if they can take the Vikings. Yeah, why why not root for Minnesota? Through, oh, I'm gonna root. For yeah, them. root. I mean, even if you're you're not a Minnesota, I mean, I'm rooting for them. Wait, but I heard a great comment from my middle son Tanner, who's an anti-Hawkeye. By the way, can you believe that? He's a Cyclone fan because he got brainwashed by my brother-in-law. But he did say to me, George Kittle is the coolest NFL player, former Hawkeye, <laughs> and tight end for the 49ers. Okay, so Minnesota, San Francisco, we've got Minnesota's 10 and 6, San Francisco 13 and 3. San Francisco's favored by 7. I take Minnesota in the points. So Minnesota on the road, uh, you're taking Minnesota. Okay, Tennessee 9 and 7, another game on Saturday versus 14 and 2, Baltimore. Baltimore at home favored by 10. You know, the one thing I like about Tennessee is the way they run the football. And uh, Henry is a horse, and he's really coming on. I take the points, and I take Tennessee. Now, I'm not sure that Tennessee will beat them, but I think they'll cover. I think they'll cover. I'd take Baltimore. Baltimore in the points there. Sunday, we've got Houston, uh, ten and six versus Kansas City. Uh, everyone locally here that's not a Vikings fan is a Chiefs fan. Yep. I love watching them play. So uh, Kansas City, twelve and four. They're favored by ten at home. I'm taking Mahomes. Um, for sure in the win. I'm taking the money line in Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Kansas City, uh, Seattle, last game, uh, Seattle 11-5 and five versus Green Bay 13-3. and three. Green Bay at home, favored by five. I take Green Bay at Lambeau. I like Green Bay too. Yeah, and I like them covering on that one. Yeah, so it would be uh, something. It could happen. I'd like to see a Minnesota-Green Bay. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm sorry, not Minnesota. Minnesota or Green Bay in the Super Bowl versus Kansas City. That'd be awesome. All that'd Midwest. Be, that'd be pretty fun. Well, it's it's uh, it's that time of year, and uh, we'll find out how our uh, our thoughts are coming up uh, next week uh, when we get back together again, Brad, on Two Guys in Conversation. Sounds good. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, tune in and, see, and, and, and hear what we have to say uh, next week.